Good afternoon. This is the 12 o'clock news on Latin Alt 88.5 HD3. I'm Christian Pineda. Here's what's going on in Southern California and your world. Hospitals in New York are testing a heartburn medication that might help patients with COVID-19. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's health mystery has many concerned, and we've got your latest updates on the COVID-19 pandemic here in California. Let's start things off with some local news. Coronavirus cases in Los Angeles County today are nearing 20,000. The, co- the countywide total has reached 19,528 cases with 913 deaths. According to the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health, 93% of people who died had underlying health conditions. Officials reminded the public that beaches and parks are remaining closed throughout Los Angeles. Santa Monica officials say these closures are part of protecting the public's health and helping avoid a steep rise in COVID-19 cases. There have been 105 new cases of COVID-19 confirmed in Orange County. Officials also reported one new death over the weekend. This raises the death toll in Orange County to 39 coronavirus-related deaths. According to the Orange County Health Care Agency, the number of hospitalized patients has dropped to 148. The number of patients in intensive care units have also dropped to 55. Regardless of social distancing orders still being in place, Orange County residents decided to go out to the beach on Sunday as the weather got warmer. Orange County Sheriff's Department spokeswoman Carrie Braun says the beach parking lots are closed, but not the beaches. Most of the people kept their distance from each other at Huntington Beach over the weekend. Huntington Beach police tweeted that the majority of the beachgoers are complying to social distancing orders, despite what's being reported. The lifeguards also broadcasted hourly social distancing reminders from the loudspeakers at the pier. The crowds at nearby Newport Beach prompted the city council to consider temporary beach closures in the meantime. West Ranch High School has announced their 2020 prom king and queen. Despite not having an actual dance, students still have the opportunity to celebrate the event. The school posted on Instagram for students to vote for their prom court. The results were later revealed in a video consisting of teachers surprising the winners at their homes. Everyone then had the chance to vote for their prom king and queen like they would a normal school year. On the day prom was originally scheduled, the court gathered in front of the school in their black tie attire with the addition of gloves and masks. When they announced the winners, the staff made sure to maintain a six-feet distance between one another. While not a traditional prom, the school still wanted to celebrate their seniors. I'm Matthew Hada, reporting for KCSN News. This is Ayana Aplon-Kettles with the Coronavirus Lifestyle Update. During this pandemic, things have been a little hectic. My mom still has to leave home to go to work, and me and my siblings could tell she needed a day of relaxation. So when my siblings and I had the chance to give that to our mom, we jumped on it. A couple of days ago was her birthday, and luckily she didn't have to work. In my family, we have this tradition that the night before someone's birthday, we decorate the house with streamers, balloons, and banners, and things like that. My siblings and I stayed up late and decorated the house for our mom. On her birthday, to make sure that she could and would relax, we did everything. We cooked, cleaned, and made sure she didn't do anything but chill a family. My grandmother, my aunt, and little cousin came over and we watched some of my mom's favorite movies and ate food all day. Because we couldn't go to the store and buy my mom gifts, my siblings and I made her homemade things. One of my little sisters painted her a picture. The other decorated a mason jar and filled it with some of my mom's favorite candies. My little brother made her a homemade card. And as for me, I put together a video with the help of my siblings of pictures and videos of my mom and us as a family. And we got to watch it. She loved the whole day. I am just grateful we were able to make her smile despite not being able to go somewhere for her birthday. This is Ayana Aplon-Kettles for KCSN News. 
Many grade school students will suffer from falling behind in school because of the recent global pandemic. KCSN reporter Chloe Hooper has more on why this is true for some students. The recent global pandemic may be harshly affecting grade school students and their studies. Second grader Aura Tanner says she misses school because it is easier to focus when her teachers are there in the classroom with her. And these teachers don't get stressed, they're just calm. And, you know, I just kind of wish that everyone could stay safe and, you know, quarantine so we can all go back to a normal life. As we know, the recent outbreak has affected the nation in many ways, especially educationally. Schools closing have affected college students, high school students, and elementary students drastically. Many are calling it the lost school year. High school student Seven Nelms says she feels distracted at home when trying to complete her schoolwork. As a high school student during this whole quarantine, it's very hard and stressful due to the fact that um, I don't always have my teacher there. Yes, we do get to FaceTime, but it's not the same and it's very... A political article by Nicole Gadiano states schools being closed for the rest of the year will result in a very low test scores and maybe even make it harder for some to finish high school. Parents are being told to continue to communicate with their children's school in order to tutor them at home effectively. Experts also suggest that you take your child to do work outside or in a different room to prevent distractions. I'm Chloe Hooper with KCSN News. The city of El Monte announced yesterday that it is beginning a business grant program. The grant program begins today at 9 and businesses can apply for grants through the city's virtual city hall. The program offers a one-time $10,000 grant to businesses severely impacted by the pandemic. Grants will be awarded on a first-come, first-served basis and as many as 55 businesses will receive them. GLAAD, the world's largest lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer media advocacy organization, organized an event to raise funds for the LGBTQ organizations in 45 states. They raised $225,000 for more than 250 LGBTQ organizations. The money was raised from a live stream event in their responses to the COVID-19 outbreak. The event was called Together in Pride, You Are Not Alone, and it included appearances and performances by Barbara Streisand, Billy Porter, Adam Lambert, and more. LGBTQ community centers provide medical care and shelter for homeless LGBTQ youth and mental health counseling, and much more during the pandemic. The person killed during an Armenian-American activist caravan crash has been identified. 15-year-old David Bakalian was announced, pronounced dead at the hospital. The car hit the, te the teen, hit a wall on Friday on the 10 freeway and flipped. The caravan commemorated the 105th anniversary of the Armenian genocide. Navy officials are suggesting reinstating Brett Crozier. Crozier is the former captain of the San Diego-based USS Theodore Roosevelt and was fired earlier this month. 856 cases have been reported positive from the ship, including Crozier. Chairman of the Joint's Chief of Staff, General Mark Milley, wants to open an investigation, but no final decision has been made yet. The Orange County Fair has officially been canceled due to the coronavirus. The event's board of directors voted unanimously this morning to scrub this year's event. San Diego and San Bernardino County Fairs have also been canceled.
Chair of the OC Fair and Event Center's Board of Directors, Sandra Cervantes, says she will recommend hosting a virtual fair. It would include contests, competitions, entertainment, and concessions. Officials hope to resume the fair in the fall. Here's what's going on in the rest of the world. Some states, like Alaska, Oklahoma, and Georgia, are reopening as stay-at-home orders loosen. Personal care businesses are opening up with some restrictions, but other businesses like gyms, bowling alleys, tattoo studios, and theaters have opened in Georgia. The Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation says social distancing should not be lifted in Georgia until June 22nd. Businesses that do reopen must follow guidelines like sanitation procedures and social distancing to maintain each other's safety. The U.S. cases of COVID-19 are nearing 1 million, just as states across the country country begin to ease restrictions. As of today, more than 965,000 have tested positive for the virus, and almost 55,000 have died. States and cities are now at odds with each other about the openings. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany says the administration is working hard to ensure everyone's safety. Of course we are concerned for America's workers. Of course we are concerned for all of those who have lost loved ones. That is the preeminent concern of this White House. Make no mistake about it. It's why I watch this president get up early in the morning and work until late into the evening to ensure to that end America's workers get, get paid and American lives are protected. Some of the states starting to reopen are Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Florida, Hawaii, and Alaska. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says the city will not lift restrictions despite declining rates in hospitalization, incubation, and death. He says the earliest would be the scheduled date of May 15th. COVID-19 patients are receiving heartburn medicine from hospitals in New York to see if it helps cure the virus. The president of Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research at Northwell Health, Dr. Kevin Tracy, was the one to initiate the trial. He says 187 patients have enrolled in the clinical trial so far. There are many examples in the history of medicine where a drug that was designed for one purpose turns out to have an effect in another disease. He also said if emotadine works, it would be easy to use on a widespread scale. It's generic, plentiful, and inexpensive. The Supreme Court is requesting that President Donald Trump take part in two more court briefings in regards to his financial documents. The court has sent out an order for Trump's financial records from years ago when he accounted with Mazars USA and Capital One. The information is needed because of new legislation regarding money laundering. It was reported that Trump's lawyers tried to fight the court order. The accounting firms will cooperate in the court orders and send over any information needed. Nancy Pelosi is proud to endorse Joe Biden in his run for president. Pelosi says he is a voice of reason and resilience. Elections are about the future. Now more than ever, we need a forward-looking, battle-tested leader who will fight for the people, a president with the values, experience, and the strategic thinking to bring our nation together and build a better, fairer world for our children. Biden also received endorsements from Washington Rep. Pramila Jayapal. The two women explained that Biden will be the best chance for Democrats to advance. Biden wants to ease student loans and student debt, as well as make college free for poor working-class families. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's prolonged public absence has led to rumors of him being sick. Some reports have surfaced that the dictator may have even died after a botched heart surgery, but these reports haven't been verified. South Korean officials are saying that they know that Kim Jong-un is alive and well. Foreign experts say South Korea and 
Also, North Korea's enemies must be preparing for high levels of instability that could come if Kim is sidelined by health problems or even dies. That could include North Korean refugees flooding South Korea and China, or even military hardliners letting loose nuclear weapons. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson urged his lockdown-weary nation to be patient today. He says that easing social and economic restrictions too soon would create a second deadly spike of coronavirus infections. On his first day back at work, three weeks after COVID-19 left him seriously ill, Johnson said the UK had reached the moment of maximum risk in its outbreak. Johnson says a quick lockdown isn't in sight for the country. The lockdown is set in place until May 7th at the very least. Johnson promised to make transparent decisions about ending the lockdown and is in consultation with businesses, regional authorities, and opposing parties. The Pentagon released footage of un- unidentified aerial phenomena that have been previously released by a private company. The videos show unidentified flying objects that move rapidly and serve service members reacting to those objects. The Navy has formal guidelines that pilots must follow to report when they believe they may have possibly seen a UFO. The Pentagon had previously studied unknown objects, but the program ended in 2012 due to other priorities that needed funding. Today, the stock market is seeing an upturn. At the latest count, the Dow is up 1.38%, the Nasdaq is up 1.05%, and the S&P is up 1.38%. Stocks worldwide are seeing some growth as more and more businesses are looking at reopening. Several banks will be holding a meeting today to discuss stimulus measures, and multiple of the U.S.'s biggest companies will be reporting on how much profit they've made in the first three months of 2020. Microsoft Word will now consider two spaces between sentences an error. Users may not notice it until after the software updates. Very few style guides advise two spaces after a period, but Word will still provide the option to ignore the error just in case you do need to use those two spaces. Gusty winds will swirl in the Southland today. The National Weather Service warned that the potential impacts for the area include downed power lines, hazardous driving conditions for high-profile vehicles, and irregular power outages. The NWS says a wind advisory is in force in the San Gabriel Mountains until 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, with northwest winds of 20 to 30 miles per hour producing gusts of up to 50 miles per hour. The heat wave that began last week is Southland's first of the year. It will produce highs in the 80s today and the 90s in several communities tomorrow, excluding Orange County. Right here in Northridge, though, it's 83 degrees and LA has a cooler 78, though we can expect those temperatures to rise as the week continues on into the weekend. At 12.15, I'm Christian Pineda, back with more at 4 on Latin Alt 88.5 HD3.